Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Career Focus series on the Success Insight podcast. The Career Focus series supports individuals pursuing careers that tap into their skills and passions and introduces you to the entrepreneurs and companies that are helping to make that dream a reality. Our guest today is Fran Kent. Fran is a career consultant and life coach. Fran, welcome to the Career Focus series on the Success Insight podcast. Thanks so much, Howard. I'm really happy to be here today. Fantastic. Invite. Oh, you are most welcome. And I'm glad that we finally are able to to get you to kind of lead into being on the podcast. And we're going to have this recording on video uh, as well. So really, you leaned in here for me. Okay. Well, let's do it. You got it. You got it. Now, for our listeners in the typical Howard Fox way of saying spirit of full disclosure, Fran and I are coaching colleagues. We are career consultants for a very large company, and we provide career consulting to the associates of one of our clients. And this have gotten to know Fran over the years. And I thought, let's have another episode of the Career Focus series. And who better to get started with than have Fran as my guest. So again, Fran, welcome. Now you are in beautiful Tampa, Florida area, right? I am. I'm somewhere between Tampa and Sarasota, but yes, it is beautiful and sunny right now. Beautiful and sunny. Now, I am in a beautiful and sunny, soon to be hot Las Vegas. How's the weather out in the weather? Does it get uh, humid out there? Just hot? Uh, yeah, it's 87 degrees today. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah, the summers get pretty hot, but you know, I grew up in the Northeast. They get hot there too. So. You know something you, you, you can't escape the weather anywhere you go. You just have to sit back and enjoy it. I think. So. Fran, I'm curious, how did you decide career consulting, life coaching? How did that begin to pique your interest to th- in, to, so you could say, you know, I can see myself doing this for the next however many years? Oh, that could yeah, start. and it's been quite a few years. Well, interestingly enough, my career really started in human resources, training and development. So not such a far stretch, but I was, I had relocated to California. Oh, this was quite a number of years ago and I was looking for work, found a company that convinced me to pay them money to help me figure out how to move forward, help me with my resume. They taught classes. And I said to my coach at the time, I'd really love to do what you do. I just thought this is a really good fit. And he said, no way. He said, you need, I don't know, 20 years as an executive in a company and all this experience. And I said, I don't know. So down the road a little bit, we relocated back to the Northeast, did some volunteer work with a local community service that was helping people people with their careers and lucked out through networking and got on with a a very big firm in the area and kind of the rest of history. So that was back. I don't know if I should say, so you know how old I am, but that was back in 90, that was back in 96. And that was not the start of my career, but that was my start in this field. Okay. Okay. I recall a long time ago, and you, I think perhaps age wise and people are going to see us on camera. 
we're probably not that far apart from each other, plus or minus, whatever. Yeah. And I remember at one point I wanted to be a consultant and somebody said, well, to be a consultant, you have to be in a role and have a leadership position, especially if you want to be an executive consultant, you have to be an executive. And what you just shared about from this coach that you had spoken to, this idea of being an executive, that I think was the mindset years ago, and it's just not really the case. It's something I've learned is that we all have the, the ability to be great coaches because we bring a lot of different lenses and tools to the table that we can help just about anybody. Now, maybe there's some subject matter challenges, but we can, we can overcome that as well, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and one thing when you'd asked me that before, the thing that I, the coaching certification to go back to be a life coach happened about seven years ago. I had already been doing the career coaching and I decided that I wanted to, to go back and get that in addition to the degree I had to maybe branch out into other areas. And I do some of that, but I found my love is still back in the career field. So that's where I'm using both to help my clients. Okay. You know, when I went into coaching back in 2008-ish, because I was a career changer, I had woke up alone in a hotel room way too many times and as an IT consultant and I was miserable no, and, okay. and I re, yeah, and I decided I found coaching is a long story, how that happened. Not a long story, but it's an interesting story. The one thing I noticed is a lot of the, the coaching students that were in my particular cohort, a lot of them had HR backgrounds, training and development backgrounds, organizational development backgrounds. So. It seems that this was just a natural progression to come into this coaching profession. Yeah, it's interesting. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I had never known about it. I mean, it, I guess it started maybe in the 60s, late 60s, something like that, where it became an industry, if you will. Okay. How did you branch into these two areas of being a career consultant? and also the life coaching. How did those two come about for you? Well, I had in the company that I, the larger company that we work for, I had several different roles through the years. I mean, that's a lot of years. So I did resume writing and just a, a number of different things. And I wanted to regroup and try and decide what was next for me. And we had just relocated to Texas. I've lived in a number of places. And you've been so you've been uh, kind of, uh, uh, had the bags packed. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do that. And I went to a, a career coach who taught a class. She's written books. She, her name is Helen Harkness. She's amazing. I think she's in her nineties now and I, hopefully she's still going anyway. And I took some tests and, and I found out that almost every job I had in my life has really been a good fit for me. And so the only thing that I didn't have left kind of was coaching. And I, so I decided to go ahead and do that. And I really, it's, it, it feels like it's given me the credibility to use that to, as somebody recently said, kind of give a holistic approach when I'm working with my clients, because it's not all about career. There's a lot of other things that come into that when somebody is either going through a career change or a career loss or redefining what it is they want to do. So it, it, it gives me that added 
approach and perception, I think, when I do work, work with clients. Okay. So I, I'm curious in, in, a, in this larger company that we are alluding to, and obviously folks can find out who that is if they go visit our LinkedIn profiles. Sure. But this is not it. We're not marketing for them at this point, but that's okay. When a client comes to you, a first time client, and oftentimes we know they're, they want to work on their resumes, LinkedIn, branding, networking. What is your approach to kicking off an engagement with this client so that you gather enough background from them to begin that journey that you're going to be accompanying them on as they kind of achieve their goal? It's a combination of things. I mean, fortunately, sometimes we get some information before we get somebody, but if I don't have any information, First thing might be why, why at this point are you, are you looking for assistance in this area? What do you hope to achieve? I like to find out what they want to get out of that first meeting as well as their long-term goals. And so it, 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 I think the important thing, first of all, is establishing some kind of a bond and some kind of a trust. I, if I'm doing life coaching, it's a little bit different because it is, I hate to say a little more personalized, but, and so, but I, I need to know about them and certainly any questions they have for me to make sure that it's a good fit for us to work together, especially when I'm working with private clients who are paying out of their own pocket to come see me. Okay. And when you're gathering information, do you use any tools, assessments, because I know I, I love assessments. So I'll be the first to tell you that. However, I, I don't believe it's something that I would lead with just because I have it in my toolbox and I can lead with it. How do you typically act after that first session, what, what are some of the tools you're using to begin to customize or craft? what you're going to be working on with your client. So I do use assessments. The company we work with provides, let me first back up. I may not be quite as in love with them as you are. I tend to think that people know themselves pretty well, but if they really don't know what to do in their career next, I think we use an instrument. Do you want me to mention that the instruments use strong Myers-Briggs? Sure. I really love, love strength finders. That's probably one of my favorite because it, it's, it's one of my favorites because it really helps people to build on their strengths and identify their strengths. Cause I think a lot of people come to us and they that it's just how I am. And yet they don't necessarily, or aren't able to honor or identify their strengths. So I, I think those tools are helpful. I don't just throw them at somebody and say, you have to take it, but depending on what their situation is and what they're looking to do with it, I, I do often suggest you take it because I think there is benefit from them. And even if you just take some of the verbiage from the reports to help use in your branding and in your presentation, because they do it in such a wonderful way. Now you, as you have shared, have been in this industry for quite a while and for this company quite a while, how has career 
development or career transition, career consulting, how has that changed in your mind over the years? Maybe that's a huge question. Yeah, it, it's a big question. And I, I know, well, every year there's something different, a little different. Right. Certainly in the period since I've been in, the advantage of the internet and networking in ways that we never had available when in the beginning it was just call on somebody or as I used to say, when I'd, I'd have an interview the next day, I had run into the library and see if there was an annual report. And that was like it. And then it became, wow, you can get information, be prepared and all of that. I think that the basics are still there. I, I think networking is still important, even though there's so much online. And then if you combine it, if you see jobs online and combine it. So there's a lot a lot more approaches and resources. And I, I mean, to my understanding, er, the early days of career coaching was even more of a psychological background a lot of the coaches had. So I, I think that there's more of a, okay, let's get these things done, get these tools ready. But again, when I started People will come into the office because we had computers. Now, you know, how many people don't have a computer at home anymore to do whatever work? So I, I think all those tools help people. I think they're also more helpful to people who are afraid to network because you don't necessarily just have to pick up the phone to call somebody or glad hand it at some professional meeting. And so, yeah. And then there's always something different for resumes, something a little bit different to tweak it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious with COVID and I came into this organization right as COVID was literally yeah. taking off. And all of a sudden, rather than being in an office, I'm working out of the comfort of my home. What is your preference in working with your clients? Do you, I, if you had, if you could snap your fingers would you be in person with the, with the client or do you mind doing this virtual? What, what are your thoughts there? Well, I did virtual years ago when we didn't have Zoom or anything and it was just phone. And so I really developed my hearing, listening skills in a way, but there were some pieces missing. I... I mean, for a number of reasons, I really love working from home. One is the convenience of it. Two, I had a very long drive. <laughs> and yeah. and with, with Zoom, most people are comfortable with it. And so once I got comfortable with it, I, I'm really happy with it. So I, I, if we had it or if there's some people who, I did have one or two clients in the beginning who said, I, I'm not going to come until we go back to the office because I don't want to meet virtually, but I'm really comfortable with it. And yeah. I might even prefer it because also there's not, you know, wasted time. If somebody's doing something else, two minutes later, they can be on the call with me as opposed to having to come to an office or something like that. So sure. Like you, I've been very comfortable working virtual. I mean, I, I would every once in a while, it's nice to go meet somebody face to face sure. and, but you know, I'm comfortable with it. I'm curious with clients today, especially in the, the career 
consulting side of the work that we do. It seems to me that there's a lot of folks these days, maybe they've decided they're not going to go and get a, an associate's, a bachelor's, a master's degree, et cetera. What is their comments to you or what are your thoughts? I should perhaps maybe a better question in ongoing professional development, because my sense is Fran, in this day and age, it doesn't matter if you have a degree, if you're not continuing to develop yourself, you're very quickly going to be behind the curve. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think continuing to develop, whether it's on your own, I, there's, you know, so many resources, some free, some paid for out there. As far as a degree, it really, I think it depends on, on what people are wanting to do as a, if to, if they're doing it, I have somebody that recently really wanted to be in technology and he did, he paid a lot of money for this boot camp, and hopefully when he gets out, he, but he worked really hard at it. And, and so I think that I, the sense I get from companies is that they're not necessarily requiring it. A lot of the shift that I'm seeing is a degree and or comparable experience or appropriate experience. So that is lessening. I, I, the other thing is I would say, and, and this is kind of a advice I always give before you decide to invest money and time in any kind of development, talk to people who are doing what you think you want to do, because you may find out that the place you're getting the training from or the school you don't need, or it's not the right thing. And then, and I hate to say I'm an example, but when I got out of school with a degree in education, I was like, oh no, when I student taught, oh no, this is not what I want to do. So I, I, I make sure people do that, or at least I suggest it strongly. Well, I recall from your, the notes that you prepared for our call today, you were a home economics major. Right. No, now you are saying it out loud. I was, <laughs> I was. And I, made, I made bread using those old juice containers. You put it in the freezer, midnight yeah. orange juice containers. And yeah. we made banana bread in those in my I took boys home ec. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it went away, but I mean, at the time it, it fit, I really wanted to become a psychologist, but school I started and, right. and decided to do that and put together some of the things I love to do. So it, I kind of say, well, I did go into training, but I, I, it, I had to be a police person and that was just not. I mean, horror stories sometime about student teaching, but, and a couple of very gratifying results. But for the most part, it, it convinced me that I didn't want to do that. And then I was like, okay, now what? Okay. Thinking about the, the career consulting that we do, what, what's some advice you would give to an individual if they came to you and, and they said, Brian, I just don't want to do this anymore. I can't do it. I'm tired. I need something new. I need to find what's next. What kind of advice would you give them? Initially? Well, that's kind of a big question. I'd probably start asking some questions. And I had a conversation with somebody actually the other day 
who was like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. And I have this opportunity. I'm going to be networking or I'm going to be at a thing. I'm just like, you have got to figure out something that you want to move toward because nobody's going to be able to help you if all you know is what you don't want. So even if you're guessing, let's look at whether we do assessments, whether you say, these are some of the things I'm, that really jet I do on my on the side. So sometimes we have to find that. I always try and ask, do you have a dream job? Because sometimes they do and they don't tell me. And and then I also, I mean, it depends with especially with COVID, people have been burned out and and a lot of people have needed some counseling through that. And so I have to kind of read or ask or find out more. If it's more than just, okay, I've got to change my job or I really can't even show up anymore for work doing this. So, so it's, it's some questions to find out and then, and then go from there. And then it's also, is it something that you can do in your current company or is it going to require you to go outside? And if it is a longer term goal, let's see what a shorter term goal to get you there or what training would require. And again, they let's figure out who you can talk to who can give you some insight into some of the things. There's a great site that is, I believe it's government sponsored. It's ONET online. Oh, I love ONET. And, and it is just like as a first step for people trying to explore what are the possibilities. I think you can do that. It's kind of like in the old days, we'd go to the encyclopedia, but it's, it, it's for jobs. And then we, you can start to talk intelligently with people about some of the things you're thinking you want to do and why. So. Yeah. I had a client recently. It was, she was very much. Well, I've already just, I already shared the gender, but that's all I'm going to share. Okay. They shared that everything we were talking about, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I, and at that point I said, let's go visit ONET. And I love that site because it's a great place to do your research. And then from mm -hmm. there, you can begin to learn how to network and have informational interviews and find people who are doing work. And, and you get to discover, sure. is this something that I could see myself doing? Let's talk a little bit, if we could, about life coaching. And I remember when I first went into coaching, the first thing out of somebody's mouth when I, well, second thing, the first thing out of someone's mouth when I said, yes, I'm a coach. Well, what sport do you coach at? You probably still get that. Yeah. Again, I'm a big guy. So maybe I coach football or baseball yeah. or soccer, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the next question, if I didn't get that first one was, oh, you're a life coach. Now, my feeling is look, everybody's a life coach. We are all life coaches in some shape or fashion, but what is life coaching for you and your work, Fran? Okay, so you mean separate from career coaching, are you asking separate me? From, separate from career coaching. Okay. So or does it overlap for you? It it really overlaps because I I I I have a couple of private clients in in life coaching, but the career keeps drawing me back into it. And so that's really where more of my time and, and clients are, are coming to me for, but you know, one client that I have said, I want to, and this was quite a while ago, I want to be happy. 
you know, how can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, let's figure this out. So it, it depends. There's some people that are, it might be related to career. It might be related to life. It might be related to motivation to move forward in some area that they didn't want to, or trying to let go of the term that coaches often use their saboteurs, the things that crop up and think they're keeping us safe, but prevent us from moving forward. And how do you deal with that? And so it, it really depends, but honestly, and this is probably why I asked the question I asked you is, and maybe I shouldn't be going on record in this, but I really, in the work I do as career coach, I, I bring that into it because I think it's valuable and I, I can tell people what to do, but the truth is, yeah, some of the stuff with careers, they don't know, but a lot of the stuff they do know. So it's helping them to figure it out. I I have a client that I've worked with and I just remember it was a hard first meeting because they were just struggling and they also had a very successful track record in, in a prior profession which some of those same skills and expertise could be applicable to what they're doing today. And, and I love in using the kind of the life coaching esque type of conversation is embrace what you have accomplished so far and how can you use those same accomplishments, those outcomes and what you did to succeed in your current role. And can I, I don't want to take, were you going to say something else? I was just going to say, and, and what sometimes people think, and and I think it, it, it builds on that is they're like, I'm starting from scratch and no, you, you need to tell the story and hear the story that those skills and all of them, like you're packing your bags, you're taking it with you. And it's not this total I mean, occasionally it is, but a total jump into something so different. But if you see that, other people are going to be seeing that and it's going to be a harder convince for them to see how there's a good fit. So I I think part of it is to help people to see what you're saying, that they've got the value of transferable skills and to really own that before they start going out and saying to people, I'm making a career switch. It may be, it may be a slight shift. It may be a different industry, but really is it, is it so totally different that people are, you don't want necessarily people to be perceiving it that way. Does that make sense? Sure does. Sure does. As you look back on your career, friend, any insights for our listeners and what you have done to keep that joy alive for you. I mean, 25 years ish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said said 96. Oh, wow. Um, Because that's a career. I mean, that is a career. It is. Yeah. To still enjoy it day after day. What has, what, what has been your secret to giving you this kind of joy that you can continue to provide the service to others? Um, that's a good question. I'm a coach. I ask good questions. Yeah. 
right on. I think just seeing each person individually is an important piece. I don't go in meeting somebody for the first time with a preconceived notion of what we're going to get done or what this person is going to need, even if they filled out a little form because we're talking at something else. And I, I, I have an aunt. Can I just share this? I have an aunt who's now like 96. She's, she just turned 96. Oh, wow. And not everybody loved her questions, but she has always in her life asked whatever question she wanted of people. And I learned questioning skills from her. And I, I love to uncover and learn about people. So, so there's that piece of it. Like each person is unique. And if I can help them and my entire career has kind of been in, in a world, whatever it was I did of helping people to achieve their goals and feel better about themselves, whatever. And I, and so if I can do that and I can continue to do that, I, yeah, I love it. They're like, one of the things I said, the light bulbs go off when they see a resume and that they're like, really, I, I'm good. I, I've got value here or I never thought of it that way before, whatever it is. And uh, there's all these different pieces to it. And, and I see it differently. I see it as a challenge and kind of mission and purpose in my life. Fantastic. I appreciate that. And Thank I you. know our audience will as well. Now, in the show notes that you uh, sent us so we can prepare uh, for today's episode, you introduced a, this idea, Wednesday Wisdom and Inspiration. Share more, if you would, about what is that? Well, it, it evolved. I, I have really for a long time been a fan of affirmations and Louise Hay and a lot of that stuff. And I would use that in, in my coaching with my clients. That said, when we went home and in the beginning, when COVID started, I thought it's going to be two weeks or whatever. We, I don't know what we all thought it was going to be, but certainly not what it was. And so I, I started sending out a daily something positive to my clients and they shifted the tools that we could use. And so I had to do it through email. And so I ended up, I just said, okay, once a week, otherwise it would be just be too much for people. and. And then it's evolved to this Wednesday wisdom and inspiration. So for over two years, I've been doing something like that and almost the full two years doing this weekly. And so it's a combination of things. I, I, it just goes to my clients. So hopefully I'm not in any copyright laws, reading laws, but so whether it is, um, a podcast or a Ted talk, something I heard based on just a sense I get of what's going on this week with the clients, what challenges I might see introducing some new resource. And then I, I look for different affirmations to go along with it. I, I try and keep it so it'll fit for everybody because not everybody's going through the same thing, but I get a lot of positive feedback. Sometimes I don't hear from anybody, from somebody for a while. And then all of a sudden they'll tell me those, I really look forward to those, keep doing it. I offer to stop if anybody wanted me to. And it, it 
it takes some time to curate this, but I love doing it. And it, it has kind of become, I don't know when would be a right time to stop it. Cause it, it, I, I guess when the time comes that I can't think of another topic, Okay, but it, it's, it's been good. Excellent. When I host my outdoor adventure series podcast, I always ask my guests, especially if they are authors or photographers, would you mind sharing some pictures for us that we can share on our website pages for the, for the, for the podcast? And so, and I share with them, I'm a very opportunistic podcaster. And so in the spirit of me being opportunistic, I want to get on that list, Fran. What do I know? I didn't know you weren't. I... Yeah, there was, I don't know, maybe it was just, oh, I think it was just our team that I decided to do it. And if anybody wanted to keep doing it, I will absolutely do that. I'll even send you a couple of back ones. I'd be happy to. Perfect. Perfect. And now, and I know we're going to share the the ways our uh, listeners can learn more about you and your work and we'll include how they potentially can, if it is open to new listeners to take advantage from uh, your Wednesday wisdom and inspiration. I think it's wonderful. Before we head out though, any final insight to go for our listeners from your perspective could be a quote, a book, something you read that you would like to share with them as a kind of a, again, that partied insight. Yeah. And I, there's something I did write down for you, and I and I want to stick with that. It, it sometimes you just have to show up. Like even this. Well, you had great, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Had told me you know had asked me a while ago, and I was like, oh. I went through all this stuff, and then a couple of weeks ago, you put it out to the larger group. It was after we were having some discussion. Like, like yeah, maybe that would be fun. And maybe there would be some value to it, but this just show up and it doesn't actually, it changed a little bit with being at home. But I, I think sometimes we just, we don't know who we're going to run across, who we're going to meet, what we're going to learn and where it might lead. And so I'll say to people, look at that. You just, you showed up and it made all the difference. And I, I think it's, it's simple. It's memorable. And sometimes I have to remind myself, be willing to show up. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad you finally showed up and you're here today as our guest in the Career Focus series on the Success Insight podcast. It's been great. Thanks so much, Howard. You're very welcome. Now, before we actually head out, if our listeners would like to learn more about you or perhaps even to request uh, to be included on your Wednesday wisdom and inspiration email, where are the best places for them to go to find you? I think the best place really is my LinkedIn profile. And it is Fran Kent Coaching. And you'll see a picture looks kind of like me um, with a scarf on. I, I, will, I will say one thing, and, and, and I just I have to use humor, but when I finally changed my LinkedIn picture, I hadn't changed it for 15 years. And I changed it overnight. I was 15 years older. It freaked me out. (laughs) (laughs) 
So don't wait 15 years to change your picture. Because if you show up, they'll wonder what happened anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I welcome it. My email, my business email is no, not do that. Okay. So gonna do email. write to me there if you want to in, invite me to connect with you and let, let me know, write a note that says how you heard about me or where you saw me. That's okay. the perfect way they can go on LinkedIn. They can mm -hmm. click connect. They can select, write a note and say, Fran, I heard you on the career focus series on success insight. I want to know more about Wednesday wisdom and inspiration. And now they've initiated a connection request to you. Okay. So that's wonderful. Sounds great. Sounds great. Fran, Thanks. Thank you again for uh, taking time. Out of day. See, I told you. you promise. I promise. You it's promise. like having a, a beverage with a friend that you haven't seen in the last 15 years. I mean, it's a very comfortable. I think that's the most we've ever had a chance to talk. So, yeah. Okay. We're all busy doing our own thing. So. This is true. Well, thank anyway. you again. All right. So stay on the line. We're going to do a quick close and you and I okay. final chat. All right. Great. All right. Thanks. Okay, folks, what a wonderful uh, episode today for the Career Focus series on the Success Insight Podcast. Our guest was Fran Kitt, career consultant and life coach, and really just, believe it or not, we covered a lot of information today, the, 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 not only the journey Fran was on, but also the journey that clients like that work with Fran are going on and how she helps navigate them, how they, she helps them to navigate by the way it's the beauty of podcasting well not so not so much because we're going to be putting this video up on youtube so you, you get the good the bad and the ugly uh which but in any case really some great insights every client is going on their own unique journey and no journey is for two people are going to be the same and and i think that's the beauty of what fran does what i do what what our peers do for a living is helping clients navigate that their own journey and just wonderful ways to do that and really appreciate the insights and that Fran shared the insight to go really boils down to just show up and because if we don't we never know what's going to pass us by and a, a metaphor I use with my own clients here in Las Vegas we have Red Rock National Conservation Area and we have the scenic route and my encouragement for my clients is get off the scenic path. It's beautiful, it's safe, but the real beauty and opportunity is when you go on the little hikes off the scenic ground. And, but you have to be willing to do that. And that's all a part of showing up. So go and do that. Now, if you want to learn more about Fran and her work, do visit her LinkedIn profile. We're going to provide a backlink to it. And also too, if you'd like to, uh, receive the uh, emails for the Wednesday wisdom and inspiration. When you make that connection, just let her know you heard her on Fran on this podcast and ask to be included uh, in that email list. As for us, the career focus series on the success inside podcast, you can find us on success insightpodcast.com. We're also on the pages on LinkedIn and Facebook. And we are on all of the podcasting directories, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, and a whole slew of other directories. So do check us out. Let us know what you thought of today's episode or any other episode. So like, share, comment. That's what we want to do. So just go and do it. 
show up and just do it. Okay, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day, and we will see you on another episode of the Career Focus Series on the Success Insight Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.